Blog Talk Radio. Hello, darling. How are you? I'm good. How are you? 
I am all right. I was just I was just telling everyone that Guitar Center made me feel some type of way yesterday because what's the most important position that a Guitar Center it, it can can fill? What's the most important job there? Do you think? Um, sales. I think. I don't know. No, I, I haven't th- been to Guitar I, Center. Do you think? Are, think are, you, are you were you getting something repaired? Yes, I think the, the technician, the guitar technician, is. A1 numero uno, and in Brooklyn, there was none, and they told me to go into Manhattan, and they told me it was 30 bucks, wound up being 40 bucks, it was a nightmare. Oh, no. Well, that's not good. Did you tweet at them? I, t- I did. <laughs> I tweeted at them, and then this guy tweets me back, and he says, I work for Guitar Center. Can you email me problems to this, whatever? And you know what I've been getting bothered by recently is a lot of these companies, like, say, Time Warner, they'll ask you to alter where you're messaging them. And it's that's really starting to bother me because I like it to be all out in public, right? And this is their way of making it private. This is their way of shutting you up. And so Time Warner, they even make it so that when they tweet back at you, only you can click on your name, but... Other people cannot click on their name. And then Guitar Center, the guy was like, can you email me at this address? And that made me feel even more of a certain way. So <laughs> I haven't emailed the guy yet, but I'm going to, I guess. That seems ridiculous. <laughs> I don't like that at all. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, that's the whole point of Twitter, isn't it? I mean, I mean, it's not the point of Twitter, but, like, you can certainly, like, make a complaint about something and then – be able to, you know, somehow get their attention. I mean, my friends um, had a problem with Uber, maybe like six, mm-hmm. you know, U- you know, Uber, the car company. I don't. Uber is like, um, it's a, you can get an app on your phone, and basically what you do, you set up an account with Uber, and you can request a car to come pick you up, and it's slightly more expensive than a cab, um, but mm-hmm. it's much more reliable, and basically what it is, you can review the driver, and the driver reviews you. So, like, nobody's allowed to be an asshole, otherwise you'd get kicked out of Uber. So, my friend, <laughs> right, my friend, who happens to be a lovely gay gentleman, um, was riding in one of the Uber cars, and this guy started making these, like, homophobic statements at him, and, um, and, and I don't know, they almost, like, almost tried to, like, beat him up. Like, I don't know, like... <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy. And then so he kept calling Uber and being like, why isn't this guy getting fired? Like, this is ridiculous. And so then he went as far as to say, like, you know, Uber is homophobic and they condone hate crimes. And it became a whole thing. But then, you know, he ended up tweeting um, Uber Uber and was like, um, you know, what are you going to do about it? And so, and then mm-hmm. I got pissed off. I got pissed off, and I was like, "What's up? Why you gotta hate the gays?" And then Uber got really angry. I mean, they were like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" You know, we'll totally ma- we'll take care of this immediately. And he's like, "I've emailed you nine times about how crappy your customer service is," and which I don't think they are, but maybe in this particular case they were. But um, you know, the couple tweets, and all of a sudden everything was taken care of. And I think they gave him like a credit and something else. And then they asked us to take the tweet down. <laughs> And so Craig was like, absolutely not. Yeah, I'm absolutely not. There. I hate he's that. Like, I'm, yeah, he's like, I'm leaving that up there. He's like, because it literally took me nine emails and two tweets from, you know, and, 
not to mention retweets from my friends to get your attention because you didn't want the bad PR, you know. Right. Now, is so, it everything just with cars or is it with, like, plumbers, too? Like, can a plumber come over and then I review <laughs> the plumber and then the plumber reviews me? I mean, I think that that would be kind of brilliant. I mean, for right now, I think Uber <laughs> is just cars. But I think it should be plumbers. Okay. I think it should be cable guys. Yeah. Don't you think? Because Time Warner, I they're think, a big pizza. Like, they're a big I think pizza. you're opening up Pandora's box here. <laughs> I mean, could we go on all day about Time Warner? Yes. <laughs> yeah, and that is the only <laughs> company that everybody goes on about all the time. Like, you would think they would get the message. I mean, don't think, like, nothing happens. Did you see the um, the tweets back and forth between Patrick Stewart and Time <laughs> No, oh my God. you mean Captain Picard? Yes. He was like, what did he tweet? He was like, time on a cable or something. He was like, you were supposed to come six hours ago. And I'm paraphrasing. He's like, um, you were supposed to come six hours ago to set up my cable. And here I am six hours later and I've lost my will to live. <laughs> did they respond? Yes, they were like, we are very sorry for our, you know, for your inconvenience, blah, blah, blah. Please be patient. And I think he, he went on, like, being very kind of, you know, grand gesture Patrick Stewart about it. <laughs> you know, and he's like, I understand that, you know, but I am in a predicament currently. And, you, know, you have to Google it. Like, I'm, I'm totally paraphrasing, but it was very, very funny. I mean, he didn't do I anything. I definitely will. You would think I that think they like, would know with certain people – not to but do that, like obviously he's, yeah, he's yeah, Captain Picard, and you right. shouldn't make Captain Picard wait, but even like somebody who, I've been giving them hell for years, up to the point when the last time there was an appointment, and they still came like 25 minutes late, and then they <laughs> said that they were, they said they, they were going to like refund the fee, the installation no. fee, and all this shit, no. and then of course they don't do that, and then I have to they keep, you know, arguing. Right, so then you got to go back and argue with them again, and then you got to go back to Twitter, and then they'll tell you to call them, and it's just a big cycle of nonsense. It's Time not- Warner, we hate you. Stop being Yeah, we you. don't like you. Like, get better and stop having a monopoly on the Upper West Side. I would really like some Verizon. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, elephant in the room, Michelle, let's talk about the Oscars. What did you think? Um, I thought they were okay. I enjoyed myself. I mean, I was... I was with friends, um, and we were all watching and having a good time. Um, and then, of course, you know, you know me. I'm on, all up on the Facebook, like, making comments about it, And as, as were you. But I think that the huge elephant in the room, and maybe not so much because we are so vocal about it, is how much we hate Anne Hathaway. <laughs> I cannot. Uh-huh. First of all, let's get some nipple tape. <laughs> What was that? Yeah, I know. I didn't even notice that till today. And while well, I'm like Access Hollywood and stuff, I'm like, wait a minute, that that don't look right. No, they're like headlights coming at you very aggressively. Um, yeah. And then you know, she's just insufferable. She really is. Yeah. Like she's right up there with Taylor Swift in the <laughs> insufferable, insufferable department. She just you know yeah. gets the award and she's like, oh, it came true. Shut up. Who does that? And you, and you know the second that Jennifer Lawrence fell up the stairs, Anne Hathaway was like, oh, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> uh, 
you know, I would take Taylor Swift over Anne Hathaway any day, and, and she really annoys the crap out of me, but that's how much I know. I'm annoyed. You know why? Yeah. We're never, ever, ever, ever getting back together. <laughs> we <laughs> are never, ever, ever. Well, I hope Anne Hathaway and Oscar never get back together, ever, ever, no, ever. And I hope that that Jennifer Lawrence will. steals every role and every award from her for the rest of their lives. <laughs> I don't even think they're the same type, but I guess maybe they are. You know, I mean, Anne Hathaway is kind of seen as this sex symbol now, which is something I don't really understand at all. But um, the also, I mean, what did you think of uh, Seth MacFarlane? Well, I'm glad you asked that because this brings me to a segment in the show <laughs> that we call A Certain Way. <laughs> when you just don't know what you're feeling, you can't find the right word to say. Well, that's the moment you start to realize you're feeling a certain way. You feel a certain way. I feel a certain way. I said it. Michelle, the people complaining about Seth MacFarlane today are making me feel a certain way. I just yeah, want to me too. Go me too. Okay, good. And I want to go on record right now saying that Billy Crystal did a terrible job last year. Granted, <laughs> one out of nine ain't bad. And though we've tried, we cannot forget Anne Hathaway and James Franco, who didn't seem to know where they were. Also, <laughs> all about that lame show with Steve Martin and Alec Baldwin. Uh, granted, my opinions yeah. when it comes to the Oscars are not in the majority. My favorite Oscar host ever was David Letterman, who was panned by everyone, but yes. I love Dave. Also, everyone seems to forget Chris Rock's brilliant Oscar monologue when he stated George W. Bush sucked at his job, and usually when people suck at their jobs, they get fired. Nobody seems to remember that. It was an incredible monologue. <laughs> uh, also, Seth MacFarlane, while not perfect, Walked a brilliant line between class and edge. He he looked he and sounded good while doing it. The dance numbers were weird. I have no idea what Chatham Tainsworth was doing there, but they were at least visually pleasing. <laughs> I also wouldn't mind being sandwiched between Daniel Radcliffe and Joe Gordon-Levitt myself. Um, uh, McFarlane was, <laughs> was funny. His edgy jokes about Chris Brown, Lincoln, and telling Sally Field the, the that that the award was going to Anne Hathaway brought uh, wealth and riskiness to the show. Uh, he made the show classy, flashy, musical, edgy, and funny, and I think he was the best host we've seen in a long time, maybe since 1994. And on a side note, how the hell was Ben Affleck not nominated for Best Director? Uh, uh, what, don't even get me what about, about What about that. you, Michelle? What about you? What did you think of Seth MacFarlane? I thought he was fantastic. I mean, first of all, you all, I mean, anybody who knows me well knows that I'm in love with him. Um, <laughs> no one dropped Okay. Me. I mean, I do. I love Seth MacFarlane. I think he's super dreamy, first of all. He's funny, and he's an atheist. All things I love. And also, also, um, you know, I think that the Oscars, I think of all of, of the award show, I think that we can all agree that it's the safest out of everything. Mm-hmm. It's the one that's not, it's a little uptight. It's a little like, oh, can't say that, can't say that kind of um kind of feel to it, and I think that the spirit of last night, like you said, brought, um, you know, an element of old-school classiness, and I, I, I don't know, my man friend was telling me, I think it was this morning, I don't know if it was Huffington Post or New York Times, two very different publications, 
but one of them um, was quoted as like a thing that he was almost as uh, comparable to Fred Astaire, which mm-hmm. I is a is a wonderful compliment. And I I don't understand why everyone's saying that he had cringeworthy jokes. I think that they were funny. I think there were people, yeah. people who don't get it. I mean, like, these are the people who aren't watching Family Guy. You know what I mean? People who need to, like, loosen their ties a little bit and get over that. Well, that's the other thing. You mentioned you love him. Um, he's your – he, to you, is, is the lead singer of Panic at the Discos to me. But the thing is that I have no <laughs> – I have no allegiance to Seth MacFarlane whatsoever. I, I I don't watch Family Guy. I can't watch animation. Uh, I I saw Ted. It was fine. I didn't think it was great. But and I also he kind of annoys me at the roast. He kind of seems a little phony when he does the roast on Comedy Central to me. But I, so I had no allegiance to him going into it. But I didn't. Right. I, I went in with an open mind, and I thought he was one of the best hosts I've seen. I think he's the best host I've seen since Letterman. Agreed. I agree. And, you know, Letterman also has that element of old-school classiness and, like, you know, also appeals to a young crowd, you know, in the right. in the comedic realm. And I think that I think that Seth MacFarlane was a perfect choice, you know. I mean, here's the thing. is They tried, they tried to increase viewership by having Crap Hathaway and stoner James Franco, you know, host a couple yeah. years ago. It was a hot mess. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, then but then you've got I mean, John Stewart wasn't terrible. I didn't think he was. Awful. No, no, he was. He was fine. But he was fine. Mm-hmm. He was exactly. He was fine. So you know, what are you gonna do? Um, you know, something. There seems to be like a a, a plague on the upon a pox has been cast upon this show as of late because my first guests never seem to call in anymore. So we're still waiting. Uh, Grace Kelly, uh, if you are out there, it's 917-388-4131. And I did, I did holler at her via the Twitter as we were talking about before. It is an effective way to do things these days. Um, it really is. So, <laughs> so hopefully. for Uber, getting people to call in. Yeah. <laughs> so Grace, um, you know, she's in the same time zone as we are as far as I know. Otherwise, I could first. <laughs> I could forgive. She's also rather young. Do you know that she's only 20 years old? Oh, she's a babe. She's a yeah. tiny little babe. <laughs> um, but let's get back. I mean, there's there's no shortage of things to talk about with uh, last no. next broadcast. So <laughs> um, the, uh, the actual awards, were there any surprises for you? Um, not really. I mean, I think that Best Director could have gone uh, – you know, a few different ways. I I didn't see Life of Pi, um, mm-hmm. so I don't really have a feeling about it either way, but people say it was a wonderful film. Um, I was very happy with the short, was the the animation, it was Paper Man. Mm-hmm. Was that who, did you, have you seen that? Oddly enough, I have. It's have you? lovely. Is it, yeah, I yeah. saw it. Isn't it lovely? It, it is lovely. I saw it before. It came on before Wreck-It Ralph in the theater. That's what everyone says. Yes, I did not see Wreck-It Ralph, nor did I want to see it in the theater. But, right. Um, well, you're lucky. Yeah. I'm sure, right? Um, it's not something I would voluntarily spend my time or money doing. Um, but mm-hmm. I will go see Magic Mike three times and not feel bad about it. So. By the way, what was he doing there? Was Magic Mike wasn't nominated for an Oscar, was it? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. I don't no, I think that it was just nominated for just like in people's minds of just like, Oh, that was a movie this year that was full of hot people. <laughs> so in but I terms thought Charlize of... Theron Charlize Theron was uh-huh. she danced very nicely. Right. Right? She I was she yeah, surprised I, me. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was dancing lovely. Um, but I mean, in, in terms of surprises, no, not really. I, I mean, Pretty I knew Argo was going to win. But, I mean, Argo, I was like, okay, Argo's going to win, and I was happy about that. I love. What did you think of the musical performances? Um, I mean, Adele is phenomenal. I thought that was mm-hmm. a wonderful performance. Um. Uh, Gold, um, Shirley, how do you say her? I'm sorry. Uh, Bassy Bassy? Bassy, uh-huh. yes. I, I say it two different ways, and I'm always afraid I'm going to say it the wrong way. Yeah, especially Shirley when, Especially when there's people listening. Um, <laughs> I thought at first, I was like, ooh, that's maybe not so much. But then she really, like, was very, very impressive. I was very impressed by her. And then <laughs> um, Babs made me cry with the Marvin Hamlish um Sure. Tribute. I definitely got very teary during that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but am the, I missing a, a musical performance? <laughs> kind of. The, the Shirley Bassey thing, um, I, I thought that she should have just dropped the mic and the show should have ended then. I, <laughs> I kind of agree. I'm not gonna I'm not going to lie. Uh, and then the musical performances you are missing are the ones from the musical. First off, I want to ask you: Am I? Are we? Are we in 2013? Because I saw Chicago and Dreamgirls last night on stage. Um, you did. Um, mm-hmm. Jennifer Hudson. Was that all about? I'm not sure. I actually talked to some people about that today, and I was like, "What is that about? I don't really understand." Um, I mean, yay. I'm happy mm-hmm. for them. I'm happy for them. I mean, <laughs> Catherine Zeta-Jones is clearly off her rocker, um, <laughs> but I but I like it. I dig it. And you know, <laughs> you can like, relate. Right? I'm crazy. Um, <laughs> crazy. Yeah. The eyes are crazy. Um, Jennifer Hudson. I felt. I was like, girl, loving you on the Weight Watchers, looking fierce, um, sounding really good. Liking that too, mm-hmm. but then they invited Anne Hathaway on stage to sing, and <laughs> she was wearing her nightgown, which I was I was happy for her, but I just I just can't like it's just there was like three <laughs> there were three singers in that group that stood out as okay we are trained singers. We were in, you know, the cast of Next to Normal and blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. the rest of them were just kind of, I mean, obviously Russell Crowe, I was like, I can't even believe they let that happen. You know? <laughs> uh-huh. I, I read afterwards people were saying that they were like, I'm glad they let the high school class perform one more time. <laughs> uh, that kind of thing. Now, I, I, to me, you know, I would be a terrible judge on American Idol because I thought it sounded pretty good. Uh, but was was Russell Crowe totally off? Uh, yeah, he was pretty bad. Um, and it was someone. There was a couple of voices that were very flat. Um, that mm-hmm. were sticking out. Who are the three that you're talking about that have been trained? Is, is Hugh Jackman one of them? Uh, yes. 
and mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm really bad with names. Um, that young guy, that young. Yes. Uh huh. Which one? There's a couple of them. Yeah, the one on the on the right in front, one downstage right. There's one that's got like freckles and he's a little gingery. Yeah, that one. That one loved him. Forget his name. I know he's mm-hmm. famous, so I should totally know his name. And then the other one, Aaron. Um, how do you say his last name? Eckhart. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm like, he was he even in that movie? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why he's in, he was in Next to Normal. Yeah, I don't know. Tep, tep, I don't know. Teviot, Tevi, Tev, Tev. I'm the worst musical theater. Tevia, Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. No. But he was the one. I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm so alive. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. I don't but, he's, but he's, I he's, super, he's super dreamy too, but he came out with Ginger Fellow, and uh-huh. he's he's insanely talented. Um, and then the girl who played Eponine is fantastic. Okay. So so those those guys and girl. Um, have you been hanging out with Katie Doyle recently? Because your intonation, tonality, and phraseology is a lot like her tonight. No, I actually haven't seen Kate Doyle in maybe like six months, seven months. I haven't seen her in a while. I'm almost beginning to think that this is Kate Doyle. Mm, no, I don't live in Midtown. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I, where, yeah, I where's, guess for me where's Grace Kelly? She's not coming on the show, apparently. Who, great Grace Kelly? I think she is she she's going off somewhere with the Prince of Monaco. Apparently, I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what's going on with her. It's um, just you and me tonight, Grace, apparently. What'd you say? I said it's just you and me tonight, apparently. <laughs> well, let me see if there's okay. There's no tweet from her yet. I'll I'll keep waiting on the tweet. In the meantime, <laughs> I do have a a new segment to debut on the show. Um, oh, I love so, it. Do, do you love the new segments? I do. I don't even know what it is, and I love it. <laughs> I just meant in general, new segments in general. So, Michelle, from time to time, we, we like to introduce new things on the Blaze and the Ride program. Well, you know what, Michelle? It's come to my attention that we have a good friend named Sean Broyles, and he has a good friend named Kim Broyles, and they do a show called Black Dude, White Chick. And you know her very often here at Blazing Ride, Tamika Kid co-hosts. And I'm not sure if you knew or not, but she's black and I'm white. So I thought let's do a segment called Black Chick and White Dude. Black Chick and the White Dude. white dude 
Uh, and uh, as you know, Tamika Kidd is one of the uh, co-hosts here. And so I'm just going to play a little bit of me and Tamika, and, and this is a new segment on the show called Black Chick, White Dude. Are, are you ready, Michelle Kenny? Yes, I support this. Okay. Here we go. Oh, um, God. You know, this girl, Megan DeGeorge, says, when I was little, I would take my Barbies. <laughs> I would... I went out don't, don't even. Don't even. Because I got a story for you with Barbie. Okay, let me finish. Let me finish this down plot. Right there. Let me finish it, and then you tell the story. She says, when I was little, I would take my Barbies, wet their hair, and, and put them in the freezer. <laughs> Okay, that's probably okay, a soon, that was a soon-to-be coroner. Um, I don't know what my deal was with Barbie. I didn't really care for her that much, apparently. Um, so I was uh, playing with my other toys, uh, Legos and other dolls, G.I. Joe, whatever, Star Wars stuff, whatever. My Barbie, my mother found it, and she came up to me while I was on the floor. She's shaking this doll in front of me. She's like, did you do this? This is sick. Did you do this? This is sick. So what I had done, what had happened to Barbie, my Barbie, I, um, mm-hmm. you know, they, they flexed backwards. So I bent her yeah. backwards, chopped off her hair, burnt her nipples on the stove, and <laughs> left her in a drawer somewhere, like somewhere in the house. My mother found her. So, <laughs> you are a maniac. <laughs> uh, that was the debut of Black Chick, White Dude. Tamika's off her rocker. <laughs> First of all, she's off her rocker for doing all those things to her Barbie. And she's off her rocker for sharing that information with people. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want her to share it with something other than people? I mean, I don't know what that would be. But I mean, <laughs> ow! Sorry, my cat just bit me. Ow. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you okay? Do we need to get you to the hospital? I'm fine. No, it's just like I'm sitting on the edge of my bed, and, like, if he sees my hand there and I move it even a little bit, he attacks it. Um, He's out of his mind. Um, I <laughs> Terrible. So here's my question is, where is Tamika now? Uh, Tamika is in California. She said something about working on the Oscars or something. Not Not the actual broadcast, but something about... <laughs> Working on, I don't know if she's cleaning up the 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 neighborhood. I don't know what she's, she's getting in that community service. She's, I don't know what she's doing out she's there. She's on a mission to civilize. That's what she's doing. <laughs> Apparently, she uh, she and Will McAvoy have joined forces. This okay, exactly. So I've now I've now reached out to Grace Kelly on Twitter and Facebook, and still nothing. Uh, this happened last week with um. I, the think hell is the I guest feel like this happens when I when I'm helping. I when I'm helping host, I think that this keeps happening. <laughs> but uh, I, I wasn't on. I was. I guess I was on last week, right, for like a minute. Who didn't show up when you were on? Um, what? There was a younger girl. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It was the singer songwriter who was like eighteen. I forget her name. Oh yeah. I'm really bad. I and then another time, other time, Lori Davis didn't call in. <laughs> my my author she, friend, and we were tweeting at her. 
She's like, if I she was on time, that girl that we can't remember, I would, I would, uh, I would remember her name. Um, <laughs> and then I, and then I've been back and forth emailing with uh, our our mutual contact. They're kind of cyber publicists today, just to make yeah. sure that this shit didn't happen all over again. And it's happening and it, all over. It's, it's happening. really, it's happening. It's getting it's exhausting because like you know, you, you, this, people may not know it, but there's a lot of work that goes into preparing this stuff and learning about the artists and everything. And lately, not they're just not calling in. Staff. Yeah, they're yeah. just like this. <laughs> so here's like, what I'm going to do. Gonna I'm going to start the interview, but you're going to be Grace. So okay. Uh, First question, I kind I, 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 I kind of already exhausted the joke because I was going to say, what's it like being married to the Prince of Monaco? So you don't have to answer that because we're done there. How about okay. this one? Um, how did you get into the saxophone? What do you prefer, and what do you prefer between singing, saxing, and writing? <laughs> well, I started playing the saxophone because I got bored with the clarinet. <laughs> and um, and I really just love me a woodwind instrument. Um, I just I love any instrument where I have to put a reed in it. And um, what was the if other you part like of the it, question? Then you put a, better put a reed in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was the other part of the question? What's my favorite part? I don't know. Uh, what do you prefer? <laughs> what do you prefer between singing, saxing, and writing? Um, I would have to say saxing just because I like to say it. <laughs> Fair enough. And you have come out with eight albums and you're 20. Um, yeah. M- Michelle and I have come out with, <laughs> I-, I don't think we've come out with any albums, have we? No. I've got an album of just nothing. <laughs> um, so, okay, you're Grace, you're quoted as saying, um, as a young artist, I want to move jazz forward and bring in a, a, a sound my generation is used to hearing. I want to reach from Charlie Parker to Earth, Wind, and Fire to John Mayer. Now, Grace, is John Mayer really the best contemporary artist you could have thought of? Well, I was put on the spot, and I couldn't think of anything else. So I said John Mayer mostly because I really enjoy the hat that he's wearing in his latest album cover. <laughs> oh gosh. Um so you played at Carnegie <laughs> Hall, Lincoln Center and for President Obama. What is left to do? Mm-hmm. Um I played for President Obama, but um I have yet to play for Joe Biden and Paul Ryan. I think the next <laughs> I'd like to play for is Paul Ryan. Cuz I oh hear he's God. a really He's a really big music fan, and I know he likes Rage Against the Machine and um, probably likes John Mayer, too. <laughs> he seems like a John Mayer kind of guy. Uh, yeah, he sure does. I think we should end that interview. I'm just going to say, <laughs> uh, now this is a real quote from your bio, Grace. It says, and I had to reread this like 20 times. It says, even if they are out of the box and not being conventional as I did, she says. As Grace was inspired by Anne Hanson Calloway predicted of Grace, there is no telling how far this child prodigy will go with the limitless possibilities of her voluminous talents. Now, if I'm paying people to write uh, stuff for me, 
don't you want a proofreader in place? Um, I mean, but doesn't that sound like something I'd say? I don't think so. Let me um, let me just read this again, and and I'd like you to react as Michelle. Let me just read this quote okay. again. Okay. Even even if let's pay attention here. Again, I have to read this twenty times. Even if they are out of the box and not be conventional as I did, she says, as Grace was inspired by Anne Hansen Calloway predicted of Grace, there is no telling how far this child prodigy will go with limitless possibilities of her voluminous talent. Okay, like the second part kind of made sense, but the first part didn't. It's like one of those things where I think that, like, I'm reading out of my science textbook in 10th grade, and I'm like, okay, I didn't really understand that. So I have to read it, like, seven times, and I still don't get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, but I yeah. think it's because it's not properly structured as sentences. <laughs> yeah. It's I think not. that there's something happening there. <laughs> <laughs> something seems not right. Something's Generally. definitely not right. It's not, yeah, there's no structure to that. Text. I don't know what they're thinking. And, you know, by the way, I work with these people a lot, and I constantly rag on, like, the writing, the bios, and how it's inaccurate and it's pompous and stuff. Um, but mm-hmm. they keep working with me. And you know what? There's um, this guy who came on the show once, and in his bio that they wrote, it said, it said this guy, what was his name? Dave Serino. Dave Serino is currently hard at work to play a superhero in his next film. So then when I asked him about that on the air, he goes, oh, no, nah, I'm just like, in general, I'm in training to play a superhero one day. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Like, literally, well, I think it makes more sense if you're just in, tra- in general in training. It makes more sense to just say it than it does to actually put it in your bio as if it's happening at the moment. Right. Like, oh, yeah. today I had superhero training. Like, mm-hmm. I'm that crazy. <laughs> or, or like, just kidding, ha, ha. You know, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand anything. But here's the thing. is like, here's the fine line that you walk with writing bios, is that mm-hmm. you have to make yourself, you have to, especially if you're someone who doesn't take yourself entirely serious, for instance, me, um, mm-hmm. and I have a bit of self-deprecating humor, so I have a tendency to write things about myself that seem kind of bad, but then for someone who doesn't know me, it just looks like I have low self-esteem, which I kind mm-hmm. of do. So, <laughs> but you have, uh-huh. you have to walk the fine line between that and actually making yourself sound like an impressive human being to strangers so that they'll come to your shows and that they'll, they'll be interested in what you're doing. But I do think right. that sometimes artists or, you know, solo for artists, people, whatever, stand-up comedians, doesn't really matter what, you, what you're doing. I think that sometimes people take it a little bit too far. And like you said, can be a little pompous with that. <laughs> I mean, do you agree? No. no um, well, hold on. We have a caller, Michelle. And let me – oh, boy. Let me see what's going on here. Now, Alicia uh, Becker, Alicia's she, calling in. Just a call in at 840. She, is she calling from what area code is she calling from? Uh, <laughs> I can tell you in two seconds. <laughs> Alicia, 
917. Oh, God. All right, so now I think we may have our first guest, and now she's oh, going to call no. Let me just see who this is. This is going um, well. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, 617, uh, what's your name? Where are you checking in from? My name is Grace Kelly, and I uh, actually, I don't know if this has anything to do with this show, but I was supposed to call in earlier, and uh, yes. I'm so sorry <laughs> I missed it. I'm I'm so sorry to be cutting into your show, and I'm been at a dinner party all night, and I just realized what time it was. So oh, okay. No worries. So, <laughs> no, no worries. So now what we got is we got the uh, our next guest calling in momentarily. Um, so, Grace, if, if you want to just uh, reschedule, can we do it that way? And then yeah, I'll be glad to have you back on another time. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I will, so, I'll get in contact with you. Okay, so I'm going to email John tomorrow, and and we'll go from there. Um, and uh, keep doing what you're doing. Love your work, and we'll talk Thank soon. Thank you. All right, sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right, take care. Bye. Bye bye. Okay. All right, Michelle. Um, so uh, that was so awkward. <laughs> Hello. Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> So, anyways, how about this weather we're having? <laughs> what in um, well, that, is that was, I, mean, I don't want to, I don't want to burn any bridges here, but I didn't that say was, anything. That, but that was quite an excuse. I was at a dinner party. Yeah. I mean, I guess it happens. Listen, dinner parties can get intense very quickly. I understand. <laughs> One second you're eating flan, the other minute plates are flying. I don't have time <laughs> to call. <laughs> I can't call. What? I'm like, you just, I, I can't call right now, you know. I'm the dinner party. <laughs> it just becomes too much. Um, okay. So let's. <laughs> all right, let's all calm down here. So uh, everyone Alicia calm Beck, down. Uh, Alicia Rachel, Rachel Becker is calling in. What I call her, Alicia Rachel Brooks. She's calling in in a moment. Um, but I, as soon, yeah, let me tell you, Michelle. As soon as I saw a six one seven area code pop up, and I know she's from that area of Massachusetts, I was like, oh god, oh god. <laughs> and and then I got worried that we told her the wrong time, but but no, we we made sure that didn't happen this time. So. We're going to have her on a different time. Um, and she's going to come we'll, back. She's going to talk about um, her eight albums, and she's going to maybe fix her bio <laughs> in the um, meantime. Yeah. Uh, huh. It, it's interesting that she said sorry to interrupt your show because she uh, she was <laughs> supposed to interrupt the show. <laughs> right. She was supposed to probably interrupt the show at about quarter after eight. <laughs> That would be my guess. Uh, that would be my guess. Okay. So I don't know what we were talking about, but it was something good. And Alicia's not called in yet. So what What the hell were we talking about before that, Paul? I don't know. Is it Monday? It is Monday. I don't know why I do the show on Monday. I used to do the show on Wednesdays and Thursdays. And I've, yeah, I did. used to have such a better time. Uh, and now I do it on Mondays, <laughs> and it just feels like it's just like, 
I, the day just consumes me on Mondays, and, and it's, I, I feel like I need to switch the night again, maybe. Maybe you do. Maybe Sunday nights. What do you feel about Sunday nights? I hate Sunday nights. That would be far no. worse. Plus, yeah. there's a lot of you know, good things happening. Doing a show on Sunday, it's like, uh, it's like when, when I did that show uh, for you with uh, Amarika and Christian on that Sunday night at one time, and it's just so awkward to do a show on a Sunday night to me. I don't know why. I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. There's a lot of good TV happening on Sunday nights. We got girls. We got Downton <laughs> Abbey. And here's the thing. You, I mean, if you have to compete directly with Downton Abbey, it's going to be a little bit of an issue. Well, you know if what I mean? Becker is any later, then I'm going to be competing with the following, and I don't want that either. <laughs> I just texted her that she okay. calling. So I texted Walt- her at we talked at six thirty, and she said that she would be calling around eight forty. Oh, okay. While we're waiting for her, let's talk a little bit about the show that's tomorrow. Yes. Heroin Sing. Tell yes. me all about it. I've, we've done a couple shows on this so far. I've been to two of yes. them, I think, maybe three. I don't know. There's, there's been a bunch. Uh, there's what's been going a lot. On? Well, okay. T- uh, tomorrow is the I don't know. Goodness, the fifth installment of Heroin Sing. I think it's the fifth, fourth or fifth. Might be the fifth. I've done the all the fish. Gefelta fish and matzah, mm-hmm. matzah balls, and um, <laughs> pierogies. I don't know, blintzes. Um, we. It's <laughs> ridiculous. I I am uh, one of the actually I think I'm the only original heroine left from the very first one. <laughs> that sounds so weird. What? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, the one that's, I'm the original heroine. <laughs> Why is this so funny? <laughs> it sounds like you're talking about the drug, especially the way you're pronouncing it. I got, I, I was the original heroine, you know. Can I just tell you, speaking along those lines, my friend Casey, I believe she's going to come with me tomorrow. She went to Syracuse with us. And sometimes when I'm talking to Casey, um, yeah. she by and large, is brilliant. But sometimes I've noticed when I'm talking to her that I have to repeat the same thing a few times or I have to explain things in grave detail before she understands what they are. So then I kept saying, like, tomorrow, let's go to Rockwood. We can maybe even see Blake White before seeing Heroin Sing because he's going to be at 6 next door. Um, oh, he is? He is. Isn't that crazy? Syracuse double oh, feature so tomorrow. that's funny. Yeah, that's cool. So I was like, so maybe we can see Blake first and then, then Heroin Sing. And then she was like, Heroin? And I was like, and I, I had said it a couple times already, and I said you were going to be there and stuff. And then I go, like a female heroine. And she was like, oh, ha, ha. And I thought she was kidding when she was pretending. I thought she was pretending she thought it was a drug, but she really thought I was talking about heroin. <laughs> like, like the female version of heroin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it one, happens sometimes. It does. Um, mm. But then sometimes. So what what is the show about? The show is about. It's basically a celebration, if you will. Uh, and of, I pray to God you will. Huh? Nothing. Continue. Okay. Um, of female singers, um, not all singer songwriters. Just uh, I think you could describe the the majority of us as solo artists. And um, I think that there is, I feel I feel a little less 
uh, I'm a little more out of touch on this particular gig um, than I normally am. Um, but there are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we are here to talk about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, Alicia's supposed to be here, and she knows more. One, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven, eight. There's going to be eight girls total mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing short sets of three songs. And um, we have a wonderful band, um, the same band who has been with us uh, for the last four gigs. Um, and I see Brian Cressley, uh, Ross Clark, Nick Paul, Blaze Lanzetta, and uh, I love these guys. They're amazing. Nick and Ross are in a band called St. Lucia. Um, they have been opening for Fun and Ellie Goulding around the country. Um, wow. Amazing musicians, wonderful guys. Um, I'm always so happy. Actually, we had rehearsal today, and I walked in, and I was, like, immediately so happy to see all of them. They're stellar musicians. Um, it's going to be a good group of girls. I know um, a few of them we uh, have done this gig together before. Um, Diva Mahal is at Rivera. Uh, Sarah Kleider and myself have done heroines at least twice, two or three times together. And then there's a few new names um, in the bunch that I, I'm not as familiar with, what I'm sure we'll get to know tomorrow. Um, but um, I'm excited, and I always love doing this gig. It's so fun, and I love performing at Rockwood, especially at Stage 2, which I feel is the most luxury of the stages. And um, mm-hmm. I, <laughs> the most luxury. And, um, you know, I always, just, I think we have a good time. I mean, you ever, when you come, we love having Ryan with us as a guest. And, um, you know, I just think it's a lot of, it's a lot of fierce singing. Usually but, there's been a, a theme in the past. Is I've heard there's no theme this time. There's true? no theme this time. I think that we, I mean, when I first talked to Alicia about this, this particular gig, I think we were going to go towards um, a soul, uh, soul slash, you know, almost Motown kind of feel. But I think what ended up happening is everyone just ends up doing their own thing. Um, mm-hmm. Like for me particularly, I'm doing, I'm covering a Randy Newman uh, tune, which is one of my favorite songs <laughs> ever. Um, I'm covering uh, an old school '90s song by Live. And I'm what like, song? Uh, what song? Lightning crashes, selling drama, I alone, all over you, bikini <laughs> juice. I'm doing, I'm doing lightning crashes, Ryan. <laughs> I'm so excited now. <laughs> They're my favorite band ever. Really? I didn't know that. I thought your favorite band. Yeah. Well, the reason you don't know that is because I always say my two favorite bands of all time are Counting Crows and Live, and you tune out after the first half of that. <laughs> I am. I'm covering uh, Lightning Crashes, and I'm also doing um, some Bruno Mars, which I'm super psyched about. Which song? Life Out of Heaven? Yeah. Really? Now I'm even yeah. more excited. Now, Michelle, yeah. you are not always prone to remembering words. Have you oh, memorized your, your lines yeah. this time? <laughs> I have. I have. I'm like, yeah. oh, this time. I'm usually like, blah, 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 in the middle of a song. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't know. No, no, it's far more graceful than that. Yes. <laughs> Usually I just make up some words, and then afterward I'm like, sorry, I messed up the words. And the musical director is like, why are you telling them? I don't think anyone noticed. And I was like, oh, I'm just being honest. Because <laughs> I'm professional, and that's what I should be doing. Just kidding. Um, 
But no, it's going to so be it's really at Rockwood fun. Stage Two tomorrow so, at yep, eight o'clock. Yeah, it's at eight o'clock. There is a record release party happening before us at seven. So I believe that the doors open for our show at seven thirty, um, and the mm-hmm. tickets are are fifteen dollars. Um, and uh, the like I said, the show starts at eight o'clock. Um, hopefully, you know, if do, if things run over, it shouldn't be too much later than that. Um, it's also my very good friend Gretchen Milliken's birthday, and she's having her birthday celebration at Heroin. So, um, oh. it, it, right, if my friend's going to throw her birthday party at my concert, I mean, y'all is my, my, might as well come <laughs> and celebrate. What if, what if people are listening who have no idea who either of you are, and you're like, okay, so my friend is having her birthday here, so you should come to my thing. Gretchen Milliken, Gretchen Milliken is the most... Millikins of all people, and she is a lovely girl. She is the nicest girl, and she happens to be a bartender at the Glasshouse Tavern in Midtown. <laughs> uh, yeah, but haven't you? Don't you have a, a, some quarrels with that particular establishment? Glasshouse? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, okay. really? Why? Maybe a for, former, maybe a former employee there, or current. I don't. Mm, no. Huh? Let's talk about this later, I guess. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Because someone's confused, and it might be me. So let's um, also, uh, before we go, because we have had a show with no guests tonight. Apparently um, nobody is going to call I, in. I almost wish that we just had the interview with, uh, what's her name, Stella? Well, uh, Grace. I almost wish we had the interview with Grace. Stella, whatever, uh, in in Alicia's stead because she called when Alicia was supposed to call in. But who knows? She had other things to do. She was at a dinner party. (laughs) It was like she was hanging out with Donald Margulies. So, Michelle, um, this uh, one last order of business. Uh, I often change my colleagues at my day job. Uh, One of them, I, I have the password to his computer, so I'll always change his background on his computer. Usually I do it to Oh, yeah, celebrities. I got that. And I got that tweet. Sometimes, like, sometimes I do it with Michelle friends. Skinny. So <laughs> I, I did you the other day. So what do you think about that? I think it's funny because I was like, A, who is this person? B, why are they taking a picture of their computer to me? And C, why is there a picture of me on their computer on the picture? <laughs> <laughs> I, At I, work, I don't check, too. I don't check yeah. my Twitter too often, but I just wanted to get all. I said I don't check my Twitter too often. Like it's not something I log into on like the hourly basis. So if I don't see the notification right away, I don't see it for maybe a few hours. So I was walking into my apartment this evening, and I, I, <laughs> I saw this, and I was like, "What?" And it was a picture of a <laughs> computer wallpaper and me. <laughs> I noticed that the documents that are like in PDF form surrounding your picture on his screen are like death certificates and stuff too. So it's, it's kind of a morbid thing. <laughs> I didn't notice that, but I will go back and 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 take note. That's hysterical. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wrong. You won't Get notice wrong. it. You won't notice it. It's just from the the names of the files from from working there. I can tell that like. DC is death certificate, and GF is green folder, which also includes death certificate. So basically everything has death certificates around your, your lovely picture. Fantastical. 
Um, okay, so everybody should go out to Gretchen McKillicuddy's uh, 30th birthday tomorrow at Rockwood Music Hall. 31st birthday. 31st. Oh, she's in the big time. Um, yeah. Ro- Rockwood Music Hall, stage two. Yes. I think Heroin I'm going to head there early. Yes, uh-huh. I will be there early. I'll be there early having some beverages if anybody wants to come and hang out with me. Nah, man, I'll be I'm... early next door hanging out with Blake White and them, uh, having some awkward exchanges with him as if we actually knew each other in college. <laughs> I knew Blake, and I, I, here's the thing. I, I felt like I knew Blake pretty well, and I, we stayed in touch for a good amount of time after graduation, and I have yet to see him anywhere in the, the now. I haven't well, seen him in I, years. I, here's what's interesting about that is he uh, – I was talking to somebody about people the other day and how some people are very, um, like, some, they're very into themselves and they don't give a shit about other people and blah, blah, blah. And then especially in, in the, the world of the performing arts and then uh, – but, but largely it's a, a group of people that – is very supportive, and even if they do seem very into themselves, as Blake does, um, he, let me just tell you a little story about him. I was standing outside Vinyl in Hell's Kitchen to meet up with Joe Tannenbaum for dinner, and this guy was getting into a cab, and he, like, pops his head out of the cab, and then he's like, hey, and I was like, hi, and I had no idea who it was, and then he comes, like, running up to me, like, got out of the cab and came running up to me, and gave me a hug, and it was Blake White. And he oh. was like, how are you? It's good to see you, whatever. And I don't think that I'm a good enough person to actually get out of the cab. I've just sat in to say hello to somebody that I barely knew. But he is uh, he is that good a person, so I look forward to he seeing really him tomorrow. Is. He, he yeah. really, really is. He's a wonderful guy. And what time is his show? 6 o'clock at Rockwood and Stage 1? Exactly. Okay, well, listen, if y'all are in the neighborhood, I think that you should stop by and see. Check out uh, uh, Blake as well. He's a he's a wonderful singer, and uh, I'm actually really proud of him that he's doing his own thing now. So, and I can actually, oh. I can, I'm going to still be at work, so I can't go, but please send in my best. <laughs> Will do, and I'm uh, also very proud of you. I cannot wait to see what you got for me tomorrow, especially now that Yay, I know you're doing a couple you. of my favorite songs. Um, oh, good. And, uh, thank you for for carrying this show solo tonight. It was you were you were the only guest tonight. I know how did I I did okay. <laughs> yeah, Always you amazing. Know, the, the the hour actually went pretty fast. I know, isn't that and weird? We, when when nobody shows up, it goes by quickly. <laughs> uh, Oddly. Like this. Oddly. All right. All right, Ryan. Well, you you have a lovely night, and thank you once again for. Uh, bringing me on the show, and, of course, for giving me some time to plug uh, our lovely concert tomorrow night. You're always welcome. You know that. And Rockwood tomorrow night, everybody hit that up. 8 o'clock, heroin sing. Not the drug, but the ladies. Um, (laughs) Michelle Kinney, thank you so much. I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Hit the brakes, Florence. And lastly, if you have a Barbie doll... Bend her backwards, cut off her hair, <laughs> burn her nipples on the stove, and leave her in some drawers. Good night, everybody. 